welcome to the deep dive. We are back for we're all the way there. It feels like a very, very wow, long season. Way. We got there. It's the, almost Christmas. It is well, yeah. The AFL Grand Final preview. Uh, we are nearly there. We'll obviously do a review of the game, and then we'll do um, a few season reviews of the the teams at the end as well. But um, massive thanks to our sponsors at Hopster Home. Hopster Home is a craft beer delivery service where you can order packs of ten or twenty in a subscription model. Um, they collect craft beers from across Australia, put them into packs, and then ship them out to your door. Um, you can use the promo code AFL Deep Dive to get $25 off your first pack. Uh, check it out, hopstime.com.au. Great way to drink fresh craft beer, uh, particularly heading into the Christmas period where you need gifts. I've got two packs aside already. Hopefully my relatives aren't, well, I guess I haven't named who they're going to, but I've got two, two packs aside ready to go uh, as presents. I was saying to my wife, I was like, there's two, we can cross up the list. Um, which was which is good news given the the chaos, particularly in Victoria. There will be around with retail only opening basically what is it on the second of November. So we've got a bonkers you know eight week period of, of Christmas shopping, which I, I don't fancy going to the shops at all with the chaos that'll ensue. I tend to do my I don't know about you. So what do you do? I tend to do my Christmas shopping in October, which obviously is shut. So yeah. Normally, I have the uh, great idea of doing it early, and I'll get one or two things done late November, um, and then yeah. I forget how quick December goes. But it was funny; I was all waiting to get on uh, Zoom. But what I was, I was online just looking at some oh, shops and go, "Ooh, can I get that? Could I get that?" <laughs> so, but yeah, look, I'll, uh, I'll definitely. Uh, I've already teed up uh, one ten pack for for a gift. Um, being a small family, as far as legal age of drinking goes. Uh, that's the only pack I need to get, um, okay. and I might just get more for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Double down on it. But no, it is a very yeah. good present. So please check out hopstone.com.au, particularly in the uh, you know the ideal kind of contactless delivery. Um, it's in a really smart little um, pack. They can leave it at your door as well. Uh, well, I guess nowadays that but that was actually something. It's funny. Early on, that was a real kind of like great thing because like things that get delivered like the post office were obsessed with like leaving those stupid cards and then I've got to stuff around going to the post office. Whereas now they don't even want to come up. They'll throw the post over the fence. They don't want to come anywhere near the house. Whereas now, now obviously things have changed, but no, it is a very, very switched on service that you can try really interesting craft beers, great selection of, of breweries that, um, that you won't find in a lot of places. So, um, yeah, please check yeah, them out. Absolutely. Check them out. Do a good job. Bing, bing, bing. Um, beyond the game TV, we will do, content as we can with ed obviously we're still in lockdown um so yeah we can't obviously go to the studio but um yeah hopefully at some point we can get back there at some stage um but uh, to be honest it's working quite well online um which is funny like we've kind of gotten used to this now it's been so long it's been half a year uh, but we'll obviously keep doing things with ed in general on his platform um obviously post the afl season he'll have lots of content um, around the tennis as we get into the Australian Open, which isn't that far away as well. It's only really like two and a bit months. Um, you know, we start getting towards... Um, big Bash. Big Bash. Yeah, exactly. All the cricket stuff. Um, there'll be, you know, I'm sure he's doing stuff in the Bledisloe as well. So there'll be there'll be heaps of stuff US. to watch. And he always does a bit yeah. of UFC throughout the year as well. So UFC, keep yeah. an eye out for it. He'll keep you entertained. You might even see Britney Spears up. About. He's lost the plot with that. With that, he's a bit, <laughs> bit of a strange unit, I reckon. Um, no, no, we, we love old mate. So let's get into the uh, the big discussion around the grand final. 
preview. So mm. we finally get two teams. So we're going to start with the, the green. Oh, sorry. Actually, no, no. trade or do you want to do no, the no, trade first? No, you're right. Actually, sorry. I, I just was so excited to wear the grand final. I completely so forgot our conversation you. two seconds before we started recording, which was like five seconds ago. Um, so <laughs> we'll do, you're right. This makes more sense. So we will do a tra- we'll obviously do the grand final, but we're going to have a little bit of a trade period discussion as well. We kind of contemplated doing this as a separate episode, but like we're always people that want to talk about once it's happened. We'll do a massive grand final review in our previous um, seasons. We've done like the grand final review goes for like an hour plus, like it's a quite a long time about one one game that's played. So we mm. we absolutely will go pretty heavily into it, but um, we'll obviously go into the preview pretty heavily too, but. We might use this opportunity to chat a bit about trade because we did do a trade period episode. Um, and the, the hard thing is too is there are people as well um, at this time of the year that, you know, obviously are interested in the grand final, but, you know, bitter losses, you know, some teams would be thinking, I don't give a shit about this game. I just want to get through to the trade period, which is more exciting for them, which I can understand. So I've been there as well with Richmond, don't, don't get me wrong. So, um, yeah, we will, we will obviously cover both but um we did do a trade period episode a while back so it's it's, it's definitely gotten a bit out of date now so um let's let's go through the major stuff with more top line stuff we're not going to go through you know gws might get picked 45 for some old mate we never heard of no. we're just going to do top top line stuff so yeah what the players are doing and yeah. where we think they're going to go and all that type of stuff exactly so we're recording this monday the 19th of october at around 10 o'clock so we know obviously the jeremy cameron um information so let, let's just start there that happened today um, just before we came yep. on. So Jeremy Cameron has notified um, the Giants, if you listen to this um, in the morning on the Tuesday and don't know, I, it seems a bit crazy because there's going to be news everywhere, but old Matt Cameron is um, has notified the Giants that he wants to move on um, and his desire is to get to Geelong. What do we think, old mate? It's um, been heavily rumoured. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, that's it. There was always murmurs... Um right from the start of the year and even a bit towards him last year that uh, Geelong would probably feature heavily in uh, camera talks if he decided to, yeah. to leave GWS. And then it went a little bit quiet um, as the year went on and everyone thought he was going to stay and or that Geelong weren't even a, a suitable destination uh, for for him. But, I mean, I didn't know this. If someone had asked me where where's Cameron from, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that he grew up in this little town on the FSA Vic border yeah. and then played yeah, underage yeah. football at Ballarat, and then played at, un, underage uh, footy at Ballarat, which, yeah. I mean, that's not far away really when we talk about uh, regional Victoria from Geelong. Um, yeah. So he's, he's a country boy and it makes a lot of sense. That's how they've been able to lure a lot of these uh, players from other clubs to Geelong is because of this country lifestyle that a lot of them uh, uh, grew up either playing in and around Geelong or other uh, rural areas. I mean, Selwood's from Bendigo for memory. Um, they've got 11 players on their list that are John Falcon's um, players. Uh, what was it? 16. And 11 started at Geelong and they've been able to recruit another five. Or it's got a ridiculous amount of players that they come do, back yeah. there and obviously and then obviously their success. So it's not not too surprised. I just is every Geelong player on pittance there? Like do they all just get paid uh, like cheese and crick, uh, cheese and bickies to, to play footy because they've got some absolute not just A graders, they've got absolute superstars on their playing list. Um, to think that they're gonna get another one. Um, while still retaining all but Gary Ablett, who's not on Bitcoin at the moment, no. that defies that. That that's the part I I struggle with, and obviously we don't uh, have transparency on 
player payments and whatnot. It's it just they've been able to obviously uh, manage it somehow, and you would think that they're one of the clubs due to their success that would be audited fairly heavily by the AFL. Oh, yeah. Well, I, so I, if yeah. they can land him, mate, far out. Put put John down for the next dynasty. It is interesting. So it, it's Richmond again because Richmond. You know, I saw a lot of people saying today. In, you know, I, I didn't obviously couldn't look at it too much because it was only just before dinner that this happened. Mm. Um, but there, you know, I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's ridiculous!" You know, they're going to win the, you know, they, they they could win the flag and then get the best forward that's up currently in the trade. And it's like it's not that long ago that Richmond, you know, won the flag and they uh, they got um, Tommy Lynch. So, and he was at the time by far the best forward that was available. So, there's a lot of nuance to it. I mean, it's it's definitely um, <clears throat> I'd known that about his past in terms of where he lived. The other thing too was um, this sounds very kind of like you know AFL insider trade period wacko on you know tinfoil hat type stuff. But um, a friend of a friend um, is a real estate agent in Geelong, and he had inquired about property there about six months ago. So I, it had been, and I'd heard that from a couple of different people, and, and and some that were very very reliable. So I was like, wow, that seems pretty sus. Like it was like when LeBron bought the house in. I know this is obviously a different level, but when he bought that house in Brentwood, it was like mm, it's a big house. Mm. It wasn't really something you're looking for an investment. Obviously, he's outrageously rich, but when he bought that house in Brentwood, I was like, he's going to LA. Like that's that's it's a done deal now. And that's the thing. Like when when that sort of stuff starts to happen, you know, ducks are coming in a, in a row. Like he's buying a, a decent sized four bedroom big property. Like you know, you're not buying that for an investment. You're buying that to live in. Yeah. So, well, that's it. Jesse Hogan, um, before he moved yeah. to Fremantle, had purchased or was interested in, in uh, property in WA. Obviously, Arazio Fantasia, um, getting a golf membership in yeah. Adelaide. He's had it for ages now. Yeah, so yeah, just little things like that. Yeah. Um, they, they, the, the, old, the old grapevine of the AFL world is uh, always running right, um, right yeah. throughout the season. So, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, obviously, within the Giants, but a lot of people were going with even a matter of days ago that, oh, no, Jeremy's going to stay, he's going to stay. And I was like, really? Is he? I know they had that Rock Paul dinner they, or lunch they took him out to in Sydney with um, uh, they got Stevie J back. Stevie J. Which was interesting in itself. I was like, is he arguing for Geelong or for the Giants? I love how that wasn't really clarified because I was like, you really, like Geelong's the main club that are, that are in up to their ears. With him, and obviously, like he just left. Did he not? Oh, hang on. Sorry, he's gone back no, to the Giants. That's back. right. Yeah, In my he head, I was like, it was it? He wasn't Sydney. Sydney back to got, initially like warped but, my brain. I was like, hang on a second. And then, but then I was like, it'd be funny if he was like a, a cat um, incel or whatever. Like he was still well, arguing you, for Geelong. You can imagine. Well, that's the thing you could, have, you could have imagined Stevie J after a couple of red wines at Rockpool with his meal guy. What do you mean? Where are you going to? You going to leave us? Where are you going to go? What somewhere like Geelong? And Cameron's gone. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm. Thanks for that. Well, um, yeah. So, but yeah. The other storyline too in this. So obviously, so he's nominated Geelong. It sounds like they <clears throat> probably do have the picks. But let's just go to the salary cap for a second. It, it, it is strange. And I, I do, like I put that meme up a little while back of like a crowd of people, and like a massive crowd of people, and I was like, Geelong's playing list in 2021. Because this is the thing, it's like, how many players, how many players are there? It, it must mean that like Guthrie, Menegola, Duncan, oh. these guys 
I can't be on much coin. They can't. They simply can't. No. There's only so much money they you can't. can spend. So I just, yeah. yeah. I don't. And you would say Crouch is out of the equation now if they're going after Cameron, which makes sense. Uh, I think they're well, more need been, of another key forward. Crouch has been linked to a lot of different players, and I do wonder that with the, the indiscretion, whether Geelong's interest waned a bit, particularly with Cameron coming in. And and thinking Stephen Wells thinking they're going to get him. They need mm. they well, they don't know probably don't need either so much. So they're going to, they're playing in a in a grand final. But I think Cameron coming. I, you take Cameron over over Crouch. They've got midfielders and they can develop more. And you know oh yeah the next t- next tier of midfielders they'll, they'll have a, sitting in the wings waiting and they'll have a serious shot at, at wines in probably two years as well there's well like they're, they're gonna have a they'll and don't don't get like so sam walsh mark my words geelong will have a crack at him as well at the back end of his contract he's from geelong he's yep. a falcons boy there 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 is a number of very good players at other clubs that Geelong, I reckon, will have a chance at in the next four or five years for sure. So anyway, that that yeah. there's, there's a bit. But the other, what I want to talk a little bit about just with Cameron, another forward that Collingwood miss out on. So Collingwood entered the race supposedly a little bit late, but were very seriously into Jeremy Cameron. Couldn't get it done. Another one. That's that's Lynch. That's you know they've been yeah, and I thought they, after them for a while. Obviously, with with um with the and we'll get into a bit more detail about Troy, but with. Traw seemingly on the move up north. I thought that's how Collingwood were going to be able to get uh, the job done and lure Cameron back to to Melbourne. Um, but he's obviously, and, and there's a lot of players, they do not want to play in a city, in a big city. They do not want to play at, um, a Melbourne-based club or the Sydney Swans. They'd rather play Geelong or Interstate um, it sounds or like GWS because it. it's a further – you can live out um, – Penrith, which is far enough away from Sydney CBD. Um, well, Tom Hawkins has a farm. Rural. Yeah, Tom Hawkins literally has a farm, like at, in the middle of nowhere. Like, and he still plays for Geelong. Like, it's, it's yeah, exactly it's, right. Mogs yeah. Creek, where yeah. dangerous. It's fifty minute, fifty minute drive. That is no, on the coast, though. Closer. But yeah, you're right. It is. It, it's not. It, there's nothing there. Like, it's it's way past Airs Inlet and all that stuff. There's nothing there. But it sounds like he yeah. just. Want, you're right. It's it, it is interesting though. Like they have really struggled to get. You know, they went after, even going all the way back to Nick Rewalt, which is not that long ago, it's 10 years ago, but still they went after Nick Rewalt after the, you know, the, the St Kilda losses. You know, they, they've gone after a lot of big forwards. The only one they've really got was the one they had in Travis Cloak and that in the end didn't really work out and he ended up, um, he ended up at another club anyway. So I, I don't know, yeah, before yeah. he finished the contract. Yeah, there was rumours about Roughhead there for a little bit too. They went after <laughs> a number of years ago. Pavlich as well. They went they after Pavlich. Yeah. Yeah, they went after Pav, even though like the two SA clubs clubs went heavily after Pavlich because he was from SA for years and years. But they offered Pavlich ridiculous money to to, to go mm. to Melbourne. But it, you're right; it, it's very interesting in that you know obviously that that Geelong you know presents that lifestyle and um, yeah, I, I and particularly maybe with Corona as well, like people wanting to live a bit more on the outskirts. I can understand that, you know, like I I wouldn't want to live in a high Dense populated area in the in the current mm. climate as well. It's 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 yeah. It's interesting. He wants to raise a family. And Geelong has everything. Yeah, Geelong has everything. It's self sufficient. Yeah, don't need to go to Melbourne. Um, you've got a, a city that's big enough to um, cope with any demands that you, you want as a as a lifestyle. You have got the Ballerine Peninsula and Macedon Ranges within 
hops give it a jump if you're into the wineries and then you've got the beaches yeah like it's, it's got great. pretty much all the country lifestyles and so some beautiful beaches you do have too. a pretty yeah yeah one thing that, so, just to back over what you were saying, I agree with you. Just going back, I want to highlight what you said in that, you know, he, I, I agree. In, I thought with um, Trelaw, and we, that's where we'll use this as a, a segue, but with Trelaw, um, I thought, okay, Gold Coast have been public in saying that if Trelaw was to become available, they would use pick five. They would get, like Stuart Drew said that he was like pick five would be in the question. If I'm, I was thinking, I was like, wow, that that really hurts Geelong's case, surely, because then that's way better than anything that Geelong have to offer. They've got. I can't. I saw it before, and again, we we to be fair, we've gone like you know we ate we ate dinner and then went straight into this. So I've not had had enough time to go through yeah, all the things and I, stuff. I think Geelong have got picks 10, 12, and seventeen. It's something or like that. Three. Yeah. They got. Three first round picks, which is yeah. still very good, but pick five is pretty serious. So that's a much more serious pick. And then it's interesting in that you know I, I thought okay, well this may maybe that throws it up in the air a bit, but maybe they're using that. I, I do wonder whether they'll use that for Ben Brown now Collingwood. I wonder whether Ben Brown's going to yeah. go to Collingwood now. I, I, I kind of feel like that's almost going to happen now. I, and I think with the with how good their midfield is, I wonder whether that's uh, you know not the camera would be a bad decision by any any stretch. But I think Ben Brown suits that midfield. Um, oh, I think he does too. I think he's a better better mix for for Collingwood. I don't think they need a, a, a forward that roams up and, and is really agile and, and whatnot that Cameron offers. I think a, a straight leading forward. I mean, you've got players like Pendlebury, yeah. Taylor, Elliot that will give it to him lace out. They just got to get used to his running patterns, and they just got to put it out in front, just like um, Geelong do with Hawkins. It's interesting in this trade period too, in that like it's a very rare one, in that there's so many forwards available, and then yet we've like completely forgotten about like two meter Peters available. Like there's a lot of like who's a decent player at the Suns who's just not getting a game, like I, I because of the King um, situation there. So I don't know. I, it's it's a fascinating scenario. So anyway, I, I thought that was worth discussing around Collingwood, you know, not getting another yeah. major forward because obviously they went pretty hard at Lynch and it didn't work, and then um, went pretty hard at Cameron, but. So let's talk about Trelaw. So that, that's the other major thing that's happened in the last little bit. This is a very strange one. Like, I, I, the first thing I really want to go over is all the people... And yeah, all, go, sorry, you go. I was just gonna, no, I was just going to say, yeah, just a bit of background, because I'm not yeah. sure if everyone's fully aware of why this is even a talking point. Sure. So we'll start it from the, the start. So um, Trelaw's um, partner is a super netball... Um, player who um, was keen to get back to um, her Queensland team. She originally played for that team. Um, although I don't know, she might have played for a Melbourne team as well. I, I please forgive me with the the netball history. I just don't have enough time to follow that game as well. I'm not it, it, at the moment. The Vic, I did watch the Vixens final, which was fantastic. So um, I, I wish I had more more. Wish the clock had time. more hours, um, but. It, so the short of it is, uh, his partner um, has signed a deal with a Queensland um, netball team, so a top team, right? So she's a you know serious athlete, and, and that, that's great. Um, and a mate, and you know, full credit to her. And this was a bit of a shame. This wasn't really covered in terms of you know she's just had a child. Um, you know, my wife and I are kind of going through that now. Like even we haven't got there yet, but like even just reading and, and going over the kind of shit you've got to go through is is, is bonkers. And then, yeah, she's come around to the other side and, and he's going to play professional sport. I mean, like, like I, I, we, we are plebs to these people. But 
like that that that's happened, right? So then now kind of like feel this discussion of like, well, like I want this to be as sensitive as it can be, and I, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to come across like, you know, we're not trying to be sensitive towards mental health issues, but Trelaw has gone over in the past that he's had issues, right? And that's a fair comment. He's been very public about it. He's talked about it on AFL 360. He's discussed that stuff at, at, at you know, regular intervals, right? So that that's, that's one kind of element. And then obviously they've just had a child who's super young, under one, so like brand new baby. So which requires, you know, obviously like a tag team effort from Lots both, of attention. both yeah. parents, 100%. So, but then, so she's going to go and play, it's it's so like, so she's going to play in Queensland and then there was a talk that like the mother was going to move up there and help with that. And then he was like, so he went on 360 and he was like, all this talk about me going to a Queensland team, it's not true. I'm a contracted player. I want to fulfill my contract. And it's like, really? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And now, but the other thing that's that's been forgotten too is Trelaw was put up for trade by Collingwood last year. This only happened last year. So whether this was a rumour, whether Collingwood had gotten wind that his wife was going to play for, which seems a long time ago. So I don't know how they could have known that far away, but they, they tried to trade Trelaw to the Gold Coast as an attempt to try and get Matt Rao, which was never probably going to happen, but they had a crack at it. So they, they put him out there in a couple of different deals. That's a fact. So Collingwood fans that say, oh, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. That, that is a fact. He absolutely was put up for trade in multiple deals, right? So, but it seems like, uh, uh, you know, all credit to, you know, Trelaw. I really like the way he plays and, and I think the way he spoke about mental health was fantastic and that, that deserves credit. But I, I don't understand how that is remotely feasible a, as a family unit. And I'm obviously, you know, someone on the outskirts that, that's not internally in there. But to me, it just seems bizarre. How can that happen? How, how like, he's talked about how much his family means to him, how much that, you know, has got him through. He always says, he's like, Kimmy, you know, has got me through X and Y and Z and all that stuff. Like, is this really a sustainable thing? And then, I, you know, like, I'd... I'd it just seems so bizarre, and and this this it feels like one of those situations where there's too much smoke to not be any fire. I mean, what what is your read on it? Like that that's the backing of it is that the, the, the supposedly they're going to do this split thing, which just seems to me. I'll be honest, and Ross Lyon said this on, on on Classified this week. He said exactly the same thing. He was like, I can't see how that could work, but good on them. Like like, yeah, it's an interesting. It is a very interesting. Uh, topic for debate. I mean, it's very unusual uh, in a sporting arena. Um, a to have two elite athletes, uh, male and female, yeah. uh, competing at uh, the top echelon at the same time. So that's the first point. Um, but you do hear about actors in Hollywood um, yeah. being able to be spread apart for months and months and months at a time um, while they're filming. The difference is that's a one-off. That'd be like this year. Trelaw being away for a hundred odd days with Collingwood Hubs, yeah. knowing that he's coming back. That's what film is like. It's not like actors in, in, a, in a relationship are constantly out. But if you're based in Queensland and the other partner is based in another state, that's your career. That's where you stay. You don't come back after a few months. You're, you're there for 12 months, year on, year out. You might come back for Christmas. But, yeah, so I, I find that baffling and this is where I guess I wish players and clubs at AFL 
we're allowed to be or we're given permission to be more transparent like in the NBA um, because I agree, I think there's too much smoke here for there not to be a fire and I would, I'd be very surprised if Adam Chalor is not playing at either of the Queensland clubs yeah. but obviously more likely Gold Coast than Brisbane because A, I don't think, I mean, like every club would like Chalor on their list because he's a very good player um, mm. and adds depth. I just don't think... He fits into the Brisbane team like he would at Gold Coast. Imagine having him and Matt Rowe in the middle and Hugh Greenwood. Like, sorry, that's a pretty that's a pretty big midfield to, to start the season with. I, I, so, yeah, yeah. I think it's got. I think it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I, I, I think it's going to happen. I think the lure of pick five is too much. I think if Collingwood can get pick five, I think I think Gold Coast ironically might have played this a bit poorly because they've given their hand up so early and I don't know whether it was very wise of Stuart due to go on national television and just say, oh, well, if that happens, pick five. Like, I know they've got a decent hand to play at the table, but you don't really go to the poker table and go, wouldn't it be good if, I had, a couple, wouldn't it be good if I had a couple of aces, hey, fellas? Like, that's the thing. Like, that's what it kind of, it was very strange. But anyway, so the, the, the trawl thing is fascinating. I, I, I have utmost respect for them. I can't see how that could work personally, but... It's very interesting, um, yeah. So where how that how that plays out is going to be fascinating. The other thing in terms of so the other thing is Ben Brown. So we spoke a little bit about um, Brown. Do, so you think he's definitely gone and 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 that's it. it it's just a move. Yeah, right? he's not. It's it's not tenable for him to stay at North Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I, I think Collingwood are now the front runner with Essendon um, yeah. for his services, and he would suit both of those clubs immensely. Yeah. Uh, just He's obviously he was out of form this year, but I would say that he wasn't getting the the, the delivery and the um, shots on goal that he had in previous years. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely going to get that from the midfields at either Collingwood or Essen. But look, he could end up anywhere. There's there's lots of teams looking for a key forward that can kick straight. I mean, Hawkins is the only one that comes to to mind this year that remotely looked like a key forward that could kick straight all year. So one team out of 18 have sewn up uh, that area of their game. So oh, I guess West Coast with um, Kennedy, um, you could argue that he's, he's pretty good. He just couldn't get out in the park that much this year. So every other team would be looking for a key forward of Brent Brown's stature. I just think um, Essendon and Colin would probably have uh, the ammunition to get the deal done. Well, Essendon's a fascinating one, which we can talk about in a second. But, yeah, I, I agree. The, the other thing, just briefly, on I know this is kind of turning into a slot of a, a new segment to some degree, but just on um, North Melbourne. I mean, so we spoke a bit about um, off the podcast, uh, Reece Shaw. It, it had been around about this situation with Reece Shaw for a good two and a half to three weeks. Um, it wasn't being reported, and we in the mainstream media, and we thought, "Oh, there seems to be there must be a there must be a reason why they're not reporting it." So we ended up not talking about it on the podcast out of um, respect for him. But obviously, you know, we we you know send our um, thoughts and you know best wishes to him, and of course, and hopefully he's um, he's doing okay. Um, but it, just that aside for a second, obviously on the football situation now, they might be paying three coaches next year. So Brad Scott, Reese Shaw, and then whoever's going to coach. Like, 
this is not a good situation now for North. Like I, I, I and I'm at no, I'm not at all trying to um, yeah, lower any kind of you know sentiments towards you know reassure that that purely from a football sense, uh, this is not good. This is getting quite bad now. Like you know they've had eleven players exit. They're going to lose Higgins and Brown, whereas we just went over. So that's 13 players, and, and they're going to be paying three coaches. Yeah, and continuing to pay a hefty price for uh, Pollock, which yeah. is not not ideal um, for a team that he finished second lap, second bottom of the ladder. Um, to have a player on the money he's on and only have half a list at the moment, uh, essentially yeah. or a third of a list, uh, and yeah, on top of that, paying three coaches, um, none of which are actually coaching at the moment. Yeah, is is pretty scary. It sounds like they're on on the verge of getting Paul Ruse though. That Paul Ruse thing is really starting to gain momentum. I hope they're talking to Ross Lyon, um, but I, it does sound like the Ruse Ruse Lyon would be amazing because they, they obviously were a fantastic team together at Sydney in the mid-2000s. If they could get Paul Ruse to come back to Australia as a football director type of person um, and then get Ross Lyon there. That's, wow, wow, that would be an amazing team. I just don't know how I just don't know how they, they get Paul Ruse to move from his current position. It um, sounds like he's he considering can, it though. Uh, to Melbourne though. Oh, he, he was very, very adamant that he, he, he was never not coming back to Melbourne for, for any reason. So I, I think because I guess in the role in the role of the yeah. guy you're not going to convince him being the head coach. He, I don't think yeah. he'll do that. So they do still need to find someone in that in that position. So if they can, I would Ross Lyon would easily the, the best candidate um, to take on uh, the role at North Melbourne. Whether he wants that big of a task, yeah, I reckon that's the type of coach um, and type of person he is. I think he really likes that challenge. So, and those two work so well um, together. Yeah, but it's. But where's North going to find all this money? Um, or do they not worry about landing a big fish and just get top-up players and, well, and try and build what, from scratch, like literally from scratch? What's incredible with North is, and, and all credit to them, is they, they, they posted their financials and they're going to make money this season, which is incredible. Like, they've, they, you know, this club has got their books right which is amazing. Yeah, I know it's not going to last forever because they're going to be paying. They have, sorry, go. Yeah, don't they have to spend? Don't they have to spend money in the cap though this year? Like, yeah. the, as far as the way the AFL stipulates, you can't keep um, building a, a, a war chest. So that's yeah. my concern. To some degree, they're going to have to do it. But you know, they they you know, but it's but also that is good. Yeah, so they, they're they, able to make money this year. It's yeah, pretty incredible. which is very amazing. And they didn't dip into the AFL um, loan. Which is amazing. I mean, but then there's so yeah, many. Well, other, there's okay. so, but there's so many other weird elements to it, though. Like they got Jade Rawlings over there, and then they sack him with two years to go. I, I can't. I just don't yeah. understand. There's so many weird. Like what is what happens? Like I, it feels like there's a whole. Like it's like reading a book and you, you skip the middle three chapters or something. Like the MacGuffin and all the major elements of the story. I don't know. It's so strange. It's like coming into a movie halfway through. It's like I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. Zach Zach Merritt. What's happening with Merritt? So this is the thing. He's heavily rumoured to be going. Do you no, think he stays? I don't reckon that'll happen. I reckon, he'll, no, I reckon he signs on. Okay. So you, you well, he doesn't, well, he doesn't need to sign. Well, he doesn't need to sign. He's, he's contracted play. I don't think he goes anywhere. Okay. Well, that's probably a bit of a recap. Obviously, we could go a bit further. The sad thing we, we kind of did say 
like we spoke a bit about in the last one, we were pretty confident he was definitely going to go. But I don't think we knew at the time, but we, we were pretty confident he was out of there. Um, what do you reckon? Any other more major things to discuss in terms of the trade? No, not at the moment. I think it's all too too airy fairy. I don't think there's enough concrete no. stuff. It's all all semantics. Otherwise, Danaher we knew, so that's you know that's, that's, yeah. he, he'll get there somehow. Um, and if you kick, look, if you kick eight goals and kick thirty-eight points, you, you, you're in there. You're in the game. You're in. You're in the game. Yeah. yeah. If you miss the shed that many times, you still he's still getting a lot of points. But the thing is, he goes. He, he's not at Essen next year because if he doesn't, if they don't get the job done, and he goes to Brisbane, he'll get picked picked up by Sydney in the in the preseason draft, which. Yeah. Is the irony irony of it all? Well, what Essendon do in the trade period is also another interesting subplot of this whole trade period because they've got all. Of, they actually do have a fair amount of money in the cap. What they use mm. it to spend uh, on and 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 draft picks as well. That that's going to be quite interesting. Um, yeah. So, old mate Deodoro, see what he see what he ends up with. And the exodus at Adelaide's not really happened. So that's the thing. There's a lot of other little things like that where it's like, well, that's not quite happened just yet, but it, it is early days. Um, do we want to go straight to the grand final preview or do you want to pause and get this thing charged and then and go? Up and go? Oh, I'm just going to double check. Let's get my other charger out. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Oh, that wouldn't be done. Now we're good to go. You're good to go? Your video's gone again. Mr. iPad. Yeah, that was. I was just, back again. just there checking everything. No, back again. Back yep. again. Bingo bongo. So, bingo, bongo. into the grand final uh, preview. Wow, we. So, we are finally there. Two teams to uh, go. That's it. There has to be a win at this stage. Richmond. The last, dan- the last dance, last, as they say every year. Last dance, big dance, uh, old mate dance. What do we think? Tigers yeah. or cats? Well, first of all, let's uh, give you a little pat on the back for calling this right at the start of the season, all the way back in March. Um, might have even been February, whenever we first had an episode. This is your pick for the, the GF, and it, uh, that's come to fruition. I'm very excited. I had the tigs there, but I didn't uh, probably back in the, the cats until probably halfway through the seasons when I really thought they were going to be um, a legitimate uh Grand finalists, and here we are, two big times, two big big clubs, very successful clubs over the last decade. Yeah, probably the most consistent club of the last decade, coming up against the most consistent club of the last three or four years. So, looking forward to it. Um, get to be an absolute fence hitter and watch uh, two teams I admire immensely. Love the way they play their game, and I don't have to get stressed like you watching yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> I imagine this will be um, a very tense watch. But um, before we get into the game specifically, but do we think we didn't end up talking about this in the? So if you want to listen to the discussion around the prelims, we did the um, review, but we didn't in that episode talk at all about changes. Do you think there'll be? I I, I honestly don't feel like there'll be any changes with Richmond. But let's talk about Richmond first. Do you, do you think there'll be any changes, or do you think they keep the same tone? Yeah, interesting. So long term forecast it could be wet. Uh, up at the Gabba for the grand final, which is obviously not ideal. But um, I just wonder whether that may mean someone like a caddy comes in for someone uh, just because of his bigger, stronger body uh, in the wet conditions. Probably not. Um, I, I, I unfortunately don't think uh, it's going to be a swan song for – oh, sorry, uh, 
Swansong, ballerina type show for Chol or Arts. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to get. Uh, I don't think they're going to get a call up. Yeah. But the cats are an interest. The cats are an interesting one. Um, again, I don't, I don't think there will be changes. But I mean, do they bring in an extra big body like Jack Stephen? Uh, I, I think that's too risky. I think they're both playing. Both teams are playing good football. They've made it into the grand final. Unless there's injuries or niggles, keep it as is. Yeah, I think. What about you, mate? Well, I think before the first half of the Richmond Port game, I did think maybe they drop Pickett and then they put Caddy in. That was something I did think about. Um, but now he had a better second half. I think they go in unchanged. I, I think they'll, they'll they all keep. It, it's a shame, obviously, for Arts, who was fantastic three sections of the year. Um, he, yeah, I, very. We, we've spoken a lot about him through the year. Um, you know, Charles, obviously, the other one as well. Uh, it does depend a little bit on what Geelong do, which we don't obviously know. But I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think there's a need to change this up at this point. Nankervis is in incredible form. I don't feel the need to bring in another Ruckman. Um, and I know Charles not a straight ruckman, but in those conditions, if it's wet too, that was why they didn't play him against Port. So why would you do it again against Geelong? Um, yeah. Uh, he's not as mercurial as he'll be. I think Charles in two or three years, you've just got to you just got to do it. Like he's, I think he's going to be the player that Geelong want Radicalia to be. I actually think he's going to, but he's not like I really like Radicalia, and I'm not having a go at him, but I actually think Charles is going to be. An amazing player, um, but he's just—I I just don't see how he can sneak into this team. I think you've got to keep playing broad. Um, I know they weren't playing him for a piece there, and, and they gave um, others a go, but I think they're going to have to play him. Um, it, it raises their their trade value to if he is to leave, Absolutely. which is which is which yeah. is quite rumored. Um, you know, they got good compensation for Ellis, so I, I do wonder whether that's part of it as well. And he's um, been very good as well um, yeah. since he came back broad. So I think that probably goes unchanged. Um, what about Geelong? And then obviously we'll get into all the matchups and, and predictions and specifics, but and how we think the game will yeah. be played. But I, I guess what what do you think, Geelong? Do they, do, unchanged? Yeah, definitely unchanged. As I said, touched on briefly, they, they might consider bringing in Jack Stephen just to have another big body in the midfield. Unlikely though, because he hasn't really worked for them this year. I think I think he'll be a good asset. With another preseason under his belt, he had a very up and down year off the field. So, but um, yeah, radically is still the that X factor that they may think about bringing just to stretch Nan Curtis. Obviously, he yeah. did all the right king again. Um, but mind you, it didn't look like it was too hard for him. He was able to plug holes. I, I think he'll come in very fresh. So, yeah. It's just with it, how Reece Stanley's body's holding up. He, he was quite good on the weekend, but he obviously had that knock to the knee the week before. Yeah. So um, I guess they'll monitor that. And if they do feel that Reese is only one big knock I mean Stanley. to the knee. Stanley or, or had a knock to the yeah, knee. Yeah, Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. So to, in the first week of finals, you got to throw in the semi-final. You yeah. got a, a bit of a knock to the knee. Yeah. Um, but he obviously got through the preling really well. He was quite quite good and yeah. uh, has really turned his game around. Um, but it's just whether the Geelong physics, physios and whatnot are confident that he can run out a whole other game 
um, that may make way for Radicalia not to take his place, but Radicalia to come in at the expense of someone else. Who that someone else would be, or well, it'd be harsh to drop anyone, but I guess it would be someone like a abuse potentially uh, in the back line. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But he's been pretty good. Oh, I don't think so. That's the thing. It's so it's so hard. Like yeah. I thought about it too. I'm like, well, you know, you could do X, but then pulling out Y. Like I think I thought that with both teams. I was like, I just don't see. I I really think both teams will go unchanged. I, I unless yeah, no, there's an injury or something specific, we don't know. Yeah. yeah, and we're recording this. So just to be really clear, we're recording this Monday night, the 19th of October. So we we absolutely have no idea at this stage. Um, so if you listen to this on, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, we we don't know what you know. Um, but, yeah, very interesting. And then in terms of uh, how do we think this game's going to be played? I mean, these two teams, I, I, I love, I think it's been become a really interesting rivalry. Um, obviously, I thought, you know, the, the prelim last year, I know Geelong fans wouldn't agree, but it was, it was a very good game to watch, you must admit. Um, you know, it was higher scoring, it had, you know, different chapters to it it was really good to watch but how do we think do you think this game i mean obviously the conditions the rumor is that it is going to be a little bit wet um but not so much dew more so it sounds like there will be some rain do, do you think this game will be a higher scoring end-to-end type of game or do you think that both teams will make the best attempt in the first half to lock it down uh, i actually think the first quarter will be uh, quite open i, I think uh, and I, I think the rain is a better situation than the the dew. I don't think it become the ball becomes as greasy and as slippery across the the surface. Um, and obviously, both teams from Victoria are used to playing um, wet weather football as opposed to to um, the slippery jutes. It is slightly different um, the way the ball skids and how uh, sort of tacky the, the the footy becomes according to the players. So yeah. I, I dare say that they'll suit the conditions um, a lot better for both teams, which will mean allow for a better um, spectacle. Yeah, so I, I think the first quarter could be quite open and then we'll start to see a lockdown second and third quarters, a bit of an arm wrestle type with momentum shifts, which we always get in grand finals. Uh, and then depending on where the scores are in the first five to eight minutes of the last, We'll either see a blowout or we'll see to the wire game like uh, Collingwood West Coast. 2018. Speaking of conditions, I, yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying. Speaking of conditions, and this is quite interesting, so we now are in a situation where we've got two teams that both have an excellent record at the Gabba. Now, I think it's a little bit for different reasons. So the Richmond one, I think, is that a lot of the time it, it can be quite dewy and, and moist, right? And Richmond are a very good wet weather side. You know, for the rain to be that heavy and then to be at nearly 60% kicking efficiency in the Port game, I think you can't understate how impressive that was. Given how good of a team Port are and they were under 30%, like it just shows how impressive that was. Um, but, yeah. then, but then, like, you look at Geelong, There's there's been a bit of talk around... So Chris Scott was asked, why do you think this ground suits your team. like they, You know, their average is like 40, 50 points. They've been belting terms, right? But then, like, it's sort of like, well... he So he wouldn't answer it. He basically was just... I don't know if you saw Very this. sheepish. Oh, you did see, yeah. So <laughs> Very he, was, he, he was like, I don't want to discuss it so much. He's got his, public. Got his theories. But he's got his <laughs> theories. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think... The, the, so 
One of the Geelong players kind of gave it up a little bit. It might have been Stuart talking somewhere, but yeah. very small uh, nitbit that was given up, which was that the pockets feel the same. So even though the dimensions of the ground aren't you know exactly to um, GMHBA Stadium, it there are supposedly elements to the ground that feel quite similar to Geelong. So it's quite an interesting scenario in that we've got a grand final with two teams that, you know, obviously way away from home, um, and yet they both have extremely good rec. It's going to show, like, the Battle of the Gabba, really. Like, it's a fascinating conversation in that, like, these two teams have strangely very good... Well, I guess they've both been successful teams, too. They've got, got good records on a lot of grounds, but they've got very good records specifically on the Gabba. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they end up going going there. Um, I I guess so. Matchups, key matchups. So we, we assume Grimes will go to to Hawkins. That's that's the obvious one. You would think so. Um, obviously, if that doesn't, this is a beauty. Sorry, if Mike, that doesn't work out, then Mike's just scratching on the on the old mate jumper again. There we go. Oh, old mate jumper. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I saying? Sorry, yeah, Grimes. and then obviously if that doesn't work, which is highly un- unlikely, I think. Grimes will always do a fairly good job. Um, then, it, then it goes to Asprey or or Broad or oh, whoever else is down in Richmond's back half, take a, take a number and get in line like type scenario. And the same at the other end. Um, I guess a Harry Taylor will uh, get the initial job on on Lynch. Um, and if that's not working, uh, I'm trying to think. Asprey the defender is it? Oh, Geelong Possibly, or yeah. Richmond? No, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah. Sorry, I, I got lost. I went Darren Gasper. Now I got. I lost Darren Gasper and um, Wayne uh, Campbell, Harry M, Harry M. Miller, and a few other. Rex players. Hunt. Rex Hunt making a comeback. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That'll be all right. Sorry. No. Yeah. Look, Grimes. Yeah, Grimes on Hawkins. Um, yeah. Um, and then, well, yeah. There's a lot of very interesting matchups for sure through this. I, the midfield battle is going to be great. It's also really interesting too in that like, you know, you've got Danger and and Dusty, you know, the, the two, probably the two bigger players in the game um, end up in, at the final day as well. So it's pretty pretty exciting in that respect as well. So, yeah. yeah I mean, a lot of conversation about both those players and how much time they spend in the middle and go forward. That'll all be dictated on how the game is played. So if Richmond are up, they're obviously going to, push Dusty forward and make him a target and likewise uh, with the Cats. But if they're struggling or if the game's an armourist, so you want your two, or you want your best players in the midfield uh, yeah. trying to extract and trying to draw the ball forward. So, yeah, they'll be, they'll be interesting tactically from the coaches how they, they go about it. But, uh, again, um, trying to stop the, the elite Sorry, needs of each team scratching. is near difficult. Um, so let's see who's got the second best second tier, um, yeah. which both teams have pretty bat pretty deep. Well, the other thing too is like I, I imagine Geelong will play the move that they've been playing this year, which is when their Ruckman is, you know, in, in Stanley, who's obviously very good, they've kind of found a small solution to their Ruck problem in that obviously, A, Stanley's gotten a lot better, but B, also, I like the move they do where they put Blixarves in the Ruck to just exhaust the ruck. Like, they did this with Grundy. They did this with a bunch of other ruckmen because, like, he's so fit. He's, you know, can run and run and run and run. Like, it's not funny. So he just, 
You know, they throw him in there. They'll do that to Nankervis at some point. They'll throw Blixarbs in there to try and exhaust Nank. Um, so that's going to be interesting too. There's a lot of... And even, even putting um, Hawkins in there at some point to physically uh, abuse um, Nankervis, that'll definitely happen as well. They'll give that a crack. Um, but, like, little things like, you know, Prestia and Selwood, that'll, that'll be an interesting battle as well. Koch and Selwood... There's, you know, there's so many, there's just incredible players on every line. Uh, any tagging do you think goes on between either team? Uh, yeah, I think um, I think Geelong will have a go at tagging Edwards. Yeah. Not a hard tag. It'll be a fairly loose tag, but I think um, they'll try and uh, minimise uh, Edwards' influence. Likewise, I think... Richmond, while they don't generally do it, they might have a loose tag um, put on Duncan or Menegola just to stop that 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 run um, on the outside a little bit, which has uh, been um, paramount um, in, in a lot of the wins throughout the year. So, again, repeating myself, but there's no point trying to shut down Dangerfield, Selwood um, or Cotram and Mark. They're going to find ways of... Uh, getting their hands on the footy um, and have an influence of the game. So you let them just balance each other out, um, the four of them, and uh, then do a bit of work on some of these, uh, not lesser-known players, but obviously the, the next tier, your Mangolas and, and Duncans for Geelong and yeah, Edwards and your Lamberts. I guess there's no point tagging Lambert. I think you've just got to work out how to nullify his influence. He's not a super good runner or, or anything like that. Um, it's more he's football smarts that you got to be aware of. But, yeah, yeah well, it wouldn't surprise me if they do loose tags on, on some of those players that I've just mentioned. So maybe Guthrie to Edwards or something like that is a, is a from what you were saying, Oh, yeah, Guthrie to Edwards would be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so very, very interesting in terms of uh, the ruck we've discussed, the midfield battles. Um, in terms of the two, you know, star players in danger and um, and Dusty, What so now it sounds like, Danger's probably going to play 75-80% up forward because um, of our, how unpredictable he can be and how dangerous it is for the, the Richmond defenders. But do you think Danger will play that much forward or do you think they'll... Because they'll, it's funny, like, if you look at the percentages, he's either played, like, 40%, 38% or something like that, you know, forward, or he's gone way up to, you know, 85 nearly 90%. Do you think he'll play majority forward or, or they'll kind of use him a bit in the centre as well? Yeah, it's an interesting one. See, if Hawkins gets early touches a kick straight, well, we don't need to because then you've got Rowan that can be the foil up forward um, and, and allow uh, Danger to to be super damaging in the middle. But, again, Fablet has a game like he had. He can play in the middle. Like, they've just got so much uh, versatility to, to rotate now that – you got three, you Duncan's, your men of goalers uh, have, have stepped up to another level. It does give uh, danger. I don't know, it's a tough one. I, I wouldn't, as a coach, I, I would want to see um, danger closer to 30 or 40% midfield time um, when it comes to a grand final, even more. I, I think that's where, he, I still think that's where he's better suited. Um, we've all, we've been critical of him in the past about um, he set shot. Uh, kicking for goal is not I wouldn't bet my house on it um, so I wouldn't want a better grand final on it so yeah, whereas Dusty uh, Dusty's a bit more consistent um, and damaging in the forward half 
I, I think it's probably seen more of Dusty um, in the in the forward half uh, as opposed to Danger. If yeah, I was right. if I was a coach for inside, right. well, I just think Danger's uh, more of a midfield forward and Dusty a forward mid. So Dusty, I I. I... I agree with most of that. I think Dusty is going to play large sections of the game forward. I think um, I don't think they've got a clear defensive plan for Dusty. Um, he'll swing quite a lot, which makes it him very hard. Like they, they don't do that so much with Danger though. They kind of use him as a proper forward. Whereas, <clears throat> as you point out, I guess now I'm seeing what you're saying. Like yeah, with Dusty, they they definitely flip him back and forth and make it harder to match up. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Bolter as well is in such good form. Um, you'd imagine he'll have a pretty um, decent effect on the game as well. He, he is damaging and hungry as well. He's one of the players that didn't... Um, he hasn't got a flag at all through Richmond's um, two so far. So he's someone that will be pretty hungry because he obviously had the injury. So we're pretty hungry to to try and um, to get one. But he's, yeah, obviously so super damaging. Yeah, and he also gives, gives, him, gives him that option of... Uh, Giving Nankervis a bit of a break um, in the right two, or Nankervis yeah. obviously showed that he, he can be a, a good uh, intercept uh, marker in the back half if he needs a break. So, yeah, look, two very well balanced te- two teams that match up extremely well with one another. Um, stars and, and, and good players, solid players across all lines. That deep, uh, there's no weak, no real clear weakness, um, no. Super straightforward avenue to goal. Yes, they've got probably the two best uh, key forwards in Lynch and, and Hawkins at either end, but they both teams managed to get multiple goals through their midfields and small forwards. So it should be an absolute um, cracking grand final. Hopefully it does live up to the expectation and, um, and all the hoo-ha around uh, being a night grand final. I'm not really keen on the extended half-time break, to be quite honest. I think it's long enough and now it's even longer. But obviously there's a new market that's going to be uh, probably viewing from around the around the globe at the time. So they've got to do the best to obviously capture that as much as they can and recoup uh, some lost revenue. So Get Jack, get Jack Rawlings back to uh, North. Yeah, well, they lost. Yeah, that's a lot it. of people lost their jobs, you know, jokes aside, obviously. So it's not, um, it's not good. But... Um, yeah, look, you know, there'll be there'll be tricks that'll get played. You know, they'll they'll flip Dusty the way Richmond do. They'll use Lambert in the way they do. Um, you know, Geelong will pull that ruck trick with Blixarves. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see whose tricks work better. I I think. Um, so that's um, a bit of a look at the the grand final uh, coming up, which we can't wait to see. Um, we can keep talking, but it's sort of. At what point do you do you stop guessing? I mean, like this. Obviously, we're we're both very excited to see the game, and only a few days. Yeah, to go, absolutely. Um, we'll give it a very serious crack at a at a big big review. A bit of a hybrid episode this one, where we went into the um, trade period, a little bit of news, and then also into the um, grand final preview. Um, please check out hopstahome.com.au. Uh, use AFL Deep Dive as your promo code to get twenty five dollars off your first pack. A great way to get craft beer fresh to your door and also for the uh, the Christmas, the old mate Santa. And get on that as soon as possible. Yeah, get a pack to put in his sack. Yeah, pack in the sack, uh, get him drunk, give him a few uh, cookies and uh, have a laugh. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, check, be on the game TV. Please check that out. He's got lots of content. 
coming through the back end of the year. That is it from us. We will be back for a, a very deep uh, grand final review. Unless nice. it's a piece of shit game. But you think it won't be. Sure, it'll be a very good game. Um, yeah. Lots, uh, lots yeah, to look absolutely. forward to. All the best. Enjoy the week ahead. Um, remember, it's a night grand final, so don't get it on the frothies too early. That's a very Otherwise, good point. you might miss it. That's extremely good advice because I think there will be a lot of people that will get sourced, you know, 11, 12, 1, and then be cooked. Yeah. And then won't be able to make the game. And then the game has still hours away. So hours. Seven twenty or a seven twenty-five kickoff or something. Yeah, something uh, like that. Bounce yeah. or whatever they're going to how they start. I hope they hopefully throw. They throw. I hope they get rid of the just throw the ball up all, all game. None of this bouncing. Bounce it if you can, but if you can't bounce nah, it, don't bounce it. Don't bounce it. None of them can bounce it. There's so a for, there's a couple that are okay. There's a couple that are okay. I've given it a yeah, go at a park. It is fine. very hard. It is quite difficult. Yeah. All the best. Goodbye. Uh, anyway, all the best, guys. See ya. See ya, mate.